Welcome back, everyone, to All Good Points. It's your favorite sports podcast that's hosted by me, Ricky Gray Jr. Now, we had a wonderful week in the NFL. The Colts were able to upset the Texans. The Saints continue to shock the league. And in the wettest game of the year, the 49ers were able to beat the Redskins 9-0, further proving my theory that Washington is the worst team in the league. So let's go over this week's games, answer some questions, and make some picks. Remember to rate and review All Good Points on your favorite podcast platform. Follow me on Instagram at All Good Points Podcast and on Twitter at Ricky Gray Jr. Now let's start the show. Now, when I say that I'm going to drop fresh new music every single week, you know that I'm going to do it, okay? This is not a place full of empty promises. I'm going to give you guys what you want, okay? Fresh new music. I kept it funky. Um, I don't know if you guys like the funk. If you don't, you need to tell me. Tell me what you want to hear, okay? That's why we have Instagram. That's why we have social networks, so you guys can talk to me and tell me what you want to hear. You you know what? You guys pick a song that you like or a genre of music that you like and I think I can I can find something that fits. Hit me up on Twitter at Ricky Gray Jr. Anyways, moving on, let's talk about this week's games. Starting first with the Chiefs and the Broncos, the Thursday night game. Now, you guys might not know, but I don't feel very strongly about Thursday night games. I'm not I'm really not into them. Uh 100% honesty, it really puts the players at risk of injury. It's not necessarily entertaining games to watch anyways, so I do think that the NFL needs to do away with that, but we'll have a we'll have an episode dedicated to things like that later on. Um, but this week's games was uh, it was the Chiefs versus the Broncos on Thursday night. The Chiefs were able to make quick work of the Broncos beating them 30 to six. Uh, there, there's kind of like a, a really big downside to this game, mainly the fact that Patrick Mahomes went down and we don't necessarily know what the timetable timetable is going to be uh on him coming back it's a it's a tough world where somebody that is that great of a quarterback goes down and um you know it just it shows that Andy Reid maybe should have protected him a little bit after he was showing that he was somewhat injured after uh the previous week's games he should have been able to kind of tune in on that and see that Patrick was a little bit in trouble and maybe rested him in in this game against the Broncos where you know it's one it's a low stakes game you kind of know you're going to come out with a win anyways. And if you lose, it's early in the season, so it's not necessarily that big of a deal. Uh, bad move on the coaching part. That's that's what I'll say about that. The Chiefs were still able to get the job done, even with Patrick Mahomes missing. They look to continue starting Matt Moore going forward, which I think is an interesting move. Could they make the move to sign another quarterback? Sure, but they're they're going to go ahead and stick with their backup, and I like to see that. I like to see uh, teams not necessarily... Uh, pulling the fire alarm and trying to, you know, grab whatever veteran. I, I'm putting quotations around veteran right now because you guys can't see and this isn't a video pod, but I'm putting, I'm putting quotations around veteran because sometimes they get a veteran quarterback and they're trash. It doesn't matter if you played for 15 years. If you've sucked for 15 years, it really doesn't matter. Um, moving on. We had the L.A. Rams versus the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons showed again why they're one of the worst teams in the league. 
uh, losing 37 to 10. Jared Goff had one hell of a game, 22 for 37, 268 yards, two touchdowns. Thanks, Jared, for doing that on the week that I bench you. I really appreciate that. Little tiny claps coming your way. The, the day that I thought that, you know, I was done with you, I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm benching this guy because last week he had 1.1 points in fantasy football. This week he decides to throw for two touchdowns and 268 yards. Thanks a lot. Uh, the Falcons really need to do really need to do something with Dan Quinn. Um, truthfully, honestly, 100 percent. They need to make a decision on what they're going to do with Dan Quinn because it's clear that he is not working. OK, it, it, it's it, it's almost laughable at this point that they have all of the players in the world, not to mention the fact that they just lost Muhammad Sanu to the Patriots. OK, so we're not even we're not even going to talk about that, but. They just lost Muhammad Sanu, one of their best wide receivers, lost him. He's gone over to the Patriots now. We're going to see what, what Tom Brady does with Muhammad Sanu and Julian Edelman. If you thought the, par- the, the Patriots receiving core was scary before, they're about to get even more scary. Okay, this, this isn't a game. Tom's got weapons, and he's got a lot of them, and he knows how to use them. Dan Quinn is the problem in Atlanta, though. And um, I'm kind of getting a little bit tired of the owner of the Atlanta Falcons, uh, something branch. I think it's Allen branch, uh, kind of sticking by Dan Quinn. What are you sticking by him for? What did he do for you? Does he babysit your kids? Like what, why, why do you have a tie to somebody that cannot win football games? The Falcons are one and six right now. They're one and two at home. You have all of the weapons in the world and you can't do jack shit with them. Who, who do you want to blame it on? Like, I mean, this is this is where it gets ridiculous. Who do you want to blame it on? Do you want to blame it on Dan Quinn? And I just did an episode about this, about coaches that are on the hot seat. How is Dan Quinn not gone? It's it's Tuesday. If currently at recording, it's Tuesday. Tomorrow, it'll be Wednesday. How has he not been kicked out by now? I don't understand that. I'm, I'm not following why you're sticking by a coach that cannot win you football games when you have more than enough talent to do so on your team. As an owner, as a as a player, you can see these things. It's not it's not like it's hiding in the shadows. It's pretty obvious that Dan Quinn doesn't know what he's doing, and uh, he needs to get out of there. They need to make a decision and and move on from Dan Quinn. I don't really care who you hire; just get a new change of face. Sometimes a change of scenery can do a lot for a team. Uh, speaking of changes of scenery, let's head down to uh, Buffalo, aka Buffalo, the electric boogaloo. Um, <laughs> that was a horrible joke, and I'm sorry that you had to listen to it, but guess what? You pressed play, now you have to listen to my horrible jokes. Uh, uh, Josh Allen was able to get the win over the Dolphins, 31-21, to moving the Bills to a beautiful 5-1 and record right now, and kicking the Dolphins down to an 0-6, but that's okay if you're the Dolphins, because that's pretty much what you're trying to do anyways. Um... Yeah, so I'm not mad at the Dolphins for losing because we all kind of know what the Dolphins' plan is anyways. The Bills look good. Uh, do I think that they have what it takes to go deep into the playoffs? No, not necessarily. But the the team has moxie, and this is this will be uh, a good showing of, um, of that talent, of that skill going forward. It's nice to see the Bills on the winning side. You know, it's it's great to see them behind somebody like Josh Allen who just has this winner's mentality and this like never say die kind of uh, kind of uh tenacity, I'll say. Um where he's he's bootlegging and he's rolling out. He's 
He's uh, scrambling in the pocket. He's moving outside of the pocket. He's stiff. He's stiff armed Kiko Alonso, one of the best tacklers in this league. Josh Allen is an athletic uh, uh, cannon arm son of a bitch that I love watching him play. Like, I mean, there's there's a couple of people in the NFL that I really love watching play. Uh, watching them play, I should say, and and Josh Allen is on that list. He he knows what he's doing. He's a young quarterback, sure, but he knows how to lead a football team, and that's what you want to see in a quarterback. And and this is why I, I advocate for drafting quarterbacks from schools like his, like Wyoming. You know, he comes from my, Wyoming. It's not necessarily a uh, a big school like a USC. Well, not USC anymore, but USC of old, um, or the Ohio State or the Alabama or anything like that. It's these smaller, closer knit schools where the quarterback is that centerpiece and they are the leader. And Josh Allen knows how to lead a football team, and you're seeing that right now with the Bills. Do they have like all this superstar talent surrounding them? No, but the Bills can win games, and that's what they need to do. And that's what they've needed to do for the last couple of years. And Josh Allen has been this spark for them that has that has really propelled them forward. And it's great to see. It's really great to see somebody like uh like like the Bills fans. You know what I'm saying? Like that fan base that is so passionate and so so powerful and so crazy. They're getting wins. They're enjoying it. They're sitting at 5-1. and one. This is a beautiful spot to be at this point in the season. I hope the Bills can continue going forward, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, moving on, the Jacksonville Jaguars were able to beat the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. If you guys didn't remember, the Cincinnati Bengals are a football team in the NFL. I don't know if you knew that or not. I don't know if you've been paying attention to the Cincinnati Bengals, but if you haven't, that's okay, because guess what? Nobody else is. No one else gives a shit about the Cincinnati Bengals. They're 0-7. Oh, well. Okay? Jacksonville Jaguars, I mean, it's kind of like the same thing. Everybody was really, really excited. Um, Everybody was really, really excited to see uh, Gardner Minshew, you know, kind of lead a little fourth-quarter drive. It's nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, the the Jaguars, they kind of got into this, uh, I don't know if I I would say a... uh, a slump after Nick Foles went down. When Nick Foles went down, it wasn't it wasn't something that the Jaguars fans were like, "Oh man, you know, our season's ruined." It was more along the lines of like they really wanted to see uh Big Dick Nick play. Unfortunately, he went down very very early, and now they've kind of got this new guy, Gardner Minshew, where it's like he's able to win football games, but it's also like he's just able to be a face for the team. You know, Jalen Ramsey left, and that was something that the team took to heart. Uh, that's a that's something that a lot of Jaguars fans took to heart, and it it, it really shows that um, that Gardner Minshew has kind of like the moxie to be the face of the team in the event that they decide to to not bring Nick Foles back, um, and they they do have that option. So it it'll be interesting to see how they continue going forward. But in the meantime, uh, Gardner was able to get a win over the Cincinnati Bengals. It builds morale for the team, and I I mean there's there's a lot of things that I advocate for as far as like team building goes, and even wins against teams that are crappy like the Bengals. That that's huge. Uh, moving on to Minnesota, the Vikings were able to beat the Lions forty two to thirty. Minnesota's defense did not look good. Uh, that's something that I'll say. But the offense was able to take care of the defense. And um, I think that's something that says a lot about Minnesota in, in the recent last three weeks that they've been able to kind of keep the pressure, um, kind of keep the pressure going, 
keep the foot on the gas as far as the offense goes. They've been able to do a lot of things. Kirk has been able to make some really good decisions. Has he done a lot to impress me? No, not necessarily. Does he need to impress me? No, I'm not the person that he needs to impress. I want Kirk to go out there and impress himself. That's that's all I want for him. He doesn't need to make me happy. I'm not the one that pays his paychecks, okay? He needs to make himself happy. He needs to he needs to go out there and have a good time just for him. That's what I want to see from Kirk. Uh, but recently, man, he's been making some diamond decisions. He's been doing really well with throwing the ball out of bounds when there's nobody available. He's not turning the ball over. He's making sure if he does go down, he's protecting the ball. Uh, I think he still leads the league in fumbles, which is something to say. Uh, the, the, the bright spot for the Vikings is Dalvin Cook. Okay, 25 carries, 142 yards, two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook is somebody that the Vikings needed. And we drafted him from Florida State thinking, yeah, this is the guy that's going to replace Adrian Peterson. And at this point, he's kind of surpassed him. Dalvin is an electric football player to watch. Okay, he shimmies in between tacklers. He makes people miss constantly. If he needs to power run, he can power run. He keeps his legs moving. Dalvin is this all-around special back that we've been wanting to see for the last two years. And and we saw it in the beginning in his first season. We saw it and right, for, right from the jump. We saw how good of a football player Dalvin Cook was. Uh, and then he had that ACL tear that took him out. And then last year he had a couple of injuries. This year he's getting into the seventh week, eighth week at this point. And he's still, he's still running really strong. And the only thing that we can hope is that Dalvin stays healthy for the continuation of the season because how much fun is this guy to watch? I mean, this guy is, he's got to be high on the list along with Christian McCaffrey as one of the most electric and uh, fun running backs to watch in the league. Um, Moving on to another NFC North uh, rival, the Green Bay Packers were able to make very quick work of the Oakland Raiders, 42 to 24. Aaron Rodgers had one hell of a game, 25 for 31, 429 yards, five touchdowns. Marquez Valdez Scantling is kind of showing himself as the, uh, I would say, premier wide receiver for Aaron. And Aaron, actually, he targeted Jimmy Graham a couple of times. And that's something that I want to see. Uh, really, really, uh, really interesting to see the way that Green Bay is coming along, even though they have a very cushy schedule. They haven't done a whole lot to impress me. But you know what? At the same time, a win is a win. They're sitting at six and one. They're four and one at home. They got a pretty solid hold on the NFC North right now, but the Vikings are right there on their trail, and uh, you know the Vikings want to they they want to stick it to Green Bay all over again. I think that's that's Minnesota style. They want to stick it to Green Bay like constantly. Uh, on the opposite side of the ball, I'll talk about the Raiders for a second. Raiders' bright spot is a uh, is Josh Jacobs, man. Twenty one carries, one hundred and twenty four yards. The dude is a, a beautiful running back to watch. He's a he's a really really strong back. Um, you know, they've got some bright spots on the, on the offensive side, the, the, the tight end Waller, he's actually really, really good. Um, it's going to take some work. I think getting Derek Carr, I don't, I don't know if it's scared. I don't know if it's used to like, I don't, I really don't know what's wrong with him, you know, and I've watched Derek for a while and I can't really pick out a certain thing about him that is. I don't I I really don't know how to put it. I can't pick out what's wrong with him. I don't know if he's scared. I don't know if he's not good at reading defenses. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, at at a certain point they're either going to need to decide whether or not they want to stick with him or if they want to move forward and uh and pick up somebody else. 
Uh, moving forward to the Colts versus the Texans, the Colts were able to take an AFC South lead by beating the Texans 30-23. to Very close game. Jacoby Brissett, 26 for 39, 326 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, Jacoby Brissett is coming in and, and playing phenomenally. Phenomenally. I think it's phenomenally. I don't know. Words are hard, guys. But uh, in the absence of Andrew Luck and Andrew Luck retiring at the beginning of the year, Jacoby has come in and shown what he needed to show that he can be the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Right now, the Colts are sitting at 4-2, and 2-1 two, two and one at, ho- at home, and they have a pretty solid lead on that AFC South. You can't really ask for more for somebody that was supposedly coming off of the bench and not a starting quarterback. You know, and this is somebody that was under somebody like Tom Brady. So, you know, he kept some of that. It's good to see. I like the way that the Colts are playing. It'll be fun to see what they can do later on in the season and maybe against some tougher opponents. Uh, Moving on, the Cardinals were able to beat the Giants 27 to 21. This is a lackluster game, really, for me to talk about. The only thing that I'll focus on is that the, uh, the running back for Arizona, Chase Edmonds, 27 carries, 126 yards, three touchdowns. That's what they wanted from David Johnson, right? That's what the Cardinals have wanted from David Johnson for a very long time. David Johnson has never given them that. He's never given them that. And that's sad to say, but it's true, okay? Everybody that every Jack Johnson in the room that that drafts fantasy or plays fantasy football says, take David Johnson every single year. There's Honestly, there's somebody on Instagram, fantasy football counselor. He talks about taking David Johnson every single year. Why? He's hurt every single year. I don't know. You can't tell me a time that that David Johnson has been somebody that actually has a whole lot of value to them. And now he's lost his job to Chase Edmonds because Arizona is getting what they want out of Chase Edmonds. So what they're going to do with David Johnson is just completely let him go. Because why would you keep him around? You let him go. You sign because right now or actually on Monday, they worked out Jay Ajayi. So you you trade David Johnson somewhere else, maybe get some offensive linemen or some defensive players or something like that. You get rid of David Johnson, let him go and be somebody else's problem, and you keep somebody like Chase Edmonds and maybe sign Jay Ajayi. Then you've got your two running back tandem, and you've got some people that you know are a little bit more solid around him. It's just it's it's good football. It's smart football. It's it's good business. You know, some people are so stuck on you know, a couple of seasons of a running back being good. And then they're like, oh, he's going to be good forever. Okay, well, if he has consecutive shitty years or he's consecutively injured after like, you know, a couple of seasons, if he just keeps getting injured, it doesn't make sense to to play him. It doesn't make sense to pick him for fantasy. It doesn't make sense to support uh, somebody or uh, to not support somebody taking his job if it means the betterment of the team. Chase Edmonds is the betterment of the team, Okay. He affects the team more positively than David Johnson does. So it makes more sense to start Chase Edmonds or to draft uh, Chase Edmonds or however you want to put it. It just makes more sense that way. Uh, moving on, the 49ers were able to beat the Redskins 9-0. to Look, the Redskins suck. I don't, I mean, what do you want me to tell you guys? They're, they're horrible. They're awful. Okay? Yeah. Does, does Cincinnati have a worse record than the Redskins? Sure. Would I rather watch Cincinnati than the Redskins? Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Does my does Miami have a worse a worse record than the Redskins? Yeah. Would I rather watch Miami? Mm-hmm. Easy money. Okay. It, the the Redskins are bad. They're a horrible team to watch. It was a rained out game. They couldn't move the ball down the field. And they have Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson, who also had twenty carries for eighty one yards. So it's not like Adrian Peterson is some slouch, right? He can still run the football. It's just the Redskins are awful. 
Anyways, moving on. The Titans were able to beat the Chargers 23-20. First off, I would like to congratulate the Tennessee Titans on seeing what it's like to have an actual quarterback. Good job. Thank God they finally pulled out Marcus Mariota and put in Ryan Tannehill because that's what a quarterback looks like. Hats off to you, Tennessee. You guys made a good decision. Um, Derrick Henry, finally, finally, they stick with the Derrick Henry move. 22 carries, 90 yards, one touchdown. You have an elephant that can run a 4-2, okay? Why are you not using him? He can run over everybody. Here's the thing about Derrick Henry. He does these little pitter-patter runs, and that's what makes people, like, pull him out of a game because he'll run for, like, two yards or three yards, but then he'll bust an 11-yard or he'll bust a 66-yard or something like that. Stick with him. That's a running game you want to stick with, okay? Uh, Moving on, Saints were able to beat the Bears. Teddy Bridgewater looked pretty solid, 23 for 38, 281 yards, two touchdowns. More importantly, though, Latavius Murray, Murray, uh, old Vikings running back. I miss him. I love him. 27 carries, 119 yards, two touchdowns. It's great to see the Saints playing like this. I like I like this Saints team. They're 6-1 and one right now. They're in a really good spot for the, uh, for the halfway point of the year. Ravens were able to beat the Seahawks 30-16. DK Metcalf fumbled. So that's interesting. One of the biggest guys on earth, and he fumbled because he knocked the ball out of his own hand. That's a strong man when you when you knock the ball out of your own hand. Uh, the Cowboys were able to decimate the Eagles. They just plucked the Eagles' feathers 37-10. to 10. Ezekiel Elliott ro- ran over almost everybody. 22 carries, 111 yards, one touchdown. Amari Cooper, five receptions, 106 yards. If you guys go on my Instagram, you'll see a play that I uploaded where Amari Cooper completely loses Razul uh, Douglas. It's amazing. The Amari Cooper is a great route runner, and... Um, it looks like the Cowboys got back on track. Do I want them to still fire Jason Garrett? Absolutely. Absolutely. They still need to fire Jason Garrett. And the Monday night game was the Patriots versus the Jets. And the Patriots won 33-0. How many of you are uh, surprised at that? Let me guess. Nobody. Nobody is surprised at that, right? Because why? why would you be? Why would you be surprised at that? All right, let's answer some questions. Coming up first from C.Lars underscore 23. My boy, C.Lars 23. Will the will the, Jesus, will the Vikings make the playoffs? If I could read, it, it'd actually work pretty well. Um, Yeah, more than likely. It depends on how the NFC plays out. They'll probably make the playoffs. Now, what they do once they're in the playoffs is the big question. Uh, from Miller Rose's daddy, not a question, but I'm about to give up on Rhodes. This dude has been suspect at best. You are absolutely right. Um, he has not played up to his contract. And if you guys remember at the beginning of the year, Mike Zimmer had a conversation or had a meeting with Xavier Rhodes and told him that he needed to play up to his contract. He has not done so. So do not be surprised if you see, you know, Xavier Rhodes not with us at the end of the year. There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you have to move on from players, guys. There's, I mean, it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, it's, it's kind of just business, you know. And he's not playing up to his contract. That's a fact. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, let's talk about these games and 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 make some picks really quick. So Thursday night game, we got Washington at Minnesota. Of course, I'm taking Minnesota because Washington has to come and play in Minnesota, one, and then two, Washington's horrible. If Minnesota loses to Washington, we should just sequester ourselves from the playoffs. We should alienate ourselves away from every trophy known to man, because if we do not beat the Redskins, we should not be a football team. 
Okay, you can take that to take that to the bank. Um, Seattle at Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta loses. I think Seattle take the, takes this game again. I think uh, losing Muhammad Sanu hurts Atlanta even more. And I think either Dan Quinn gets fired at the end of... I mean, dude, I'm I'm hoping he gets... Or not hoping, but I'm thinking he gets fired tomorrow. He has to get fired tomorrow. But if they lose to the, to Seattle, I mean, how long can you keep him around if you're, if you're the owner of the Atlanta Falcons? Philadelphia at Buffalo. This is what I was talking about when I said Buffalo playing a harder competitor. I think Philadelphia wins this game, and that's not necessary. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. Like this, I'm off this Sunday, or at least usually I'm off every Sunday, but this this week I'll actually be at home to watch the games. I actually think I'm going to watch that Philadelphia and Buffalo game because I think that's going to be entertaining. Los Angeles at Chicago. At this point, I have to take Los Angeles just because Chicago's offense looks horrible. They look awful. What a horrible offense. Uh, New York at Detroit. I'm taking Detroit. Detroit's been playing well, but I do think Saquon kind of gives New York a little bit of an edge in this, and Detroit lost Carrion Johnson. Also, fantasy guys, if you have Carrion Johnson, make sure that you adjust your lineup because he is on the injured reserve. Tampa Bay at Tennessee. I think Tennessee lights it up against Tampa Bay. I think Ryan Tannehill goes off. I think Derrick Henry has a good game. And I do know that Tampa Bay's uh, defense, uh, their front seven, is pretty stout. I don't think they've had to deal with somebody like Derrick Henry yet, so... I'll, I'll go ahead and take Tennessee over Tampa Bay in that, especially with Tennessee being at home. Denver at Indianapolis, Indianapolis, easy. Cincinnati at Los Angeles, Los Angeles, easy. Arizona at New Orleans, the Saints, easy. Uh, New York at Jacksonville. I actually think New York might be able to take that game, so I'll take New York. Um, Carolina at San Francisco. Man, that's an interesting game. Christian McCaffrey against DeForest Buckner, Nicky Boza. Ugh, San Francisco's defense might be able to hold up on Carolina. I'll take San Francisco, New England at Cleveland. I'm taking New England. New England's at home. That's easy money. Oakland at Houston. I got to take Houston at home. Green Bay at Kansas City. No Patrick Mahomes means Aaron Rodgers is going to kill Kansas City's defense. Start Aaron Rodgers if you have him. He's going to murder that defense. Um, Last but not least, the Monday night game, Miami at Pittsburgh. I got to take Pittsburgh. Miami just doesn't have enough in the tank to deal with Pittsburgh's run game. All right, guys, that is it for me this week. I hope you had a wonderful time hanging out with me for 30 minutes. Remember to rate and review All Good Points on your favorite podcast platform. You can follow me on Instagram at All Good Points Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Ricky Gray Jr., You guys have a wonderful week. Email me your picks. DM me your picks. Screenshot them. Send them to me. Send me some questions to answer on next week's show. I will see you guys next week. Much love. Have a great weekend.